Hey, another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and P. Bush. How are you fellas doing? I'm doing all right, man. Mixed fantasy week. Had some wins, had some losses. Definitely uh, some consistencies that we may not have expected week over week. Uh, your boy A-Chain, Zoo, obviously coming mm. back strong after an unbelievable godly performance in, uh, in week three. Um, Bears, man, just back in that toxic relationship. You know how it goes, fellas. We've uh, we've been friends for pushing three years now, and, it, and nothing's changed, man. Nothing's changed. So, checking in with a uh, Bears fan, you might want to check in with your friends that are Bears fans. <laughs> it's all good. Like I said, man, let the tank begin. Look at those draft picks in the future, man, because you're going to get two of those bad boys. So, potentially, you get a transcendent quarterback and a transcendent mm-hmm. wide receiver. So, you got to look at the future, man, because the present ain't pretty. Present yep. ain't pretty, man, blowing up. 20 plus to 20 point game. 21 point the, lead, man. 21 point lead to the Denver Broncos, a team that's been struggling all year trying to get it done, and they were able to make a miracle comeback. So all you got to do is look towards the future for Bears. Yeah, I've been saying that for uh, my entire life, Zoo, so I appreciate that. Bye, bye, bye. Not every draft got a Caleb Williams <laughs> coming up. Hey, you know, I said that's not every true. draft got a guy like this. Very last true. year – was a Bryce Young. Like, there's a reason they got rid of that pick. A Bryce Young way wasn't going to change the old franchise for the Chicago Bears, especially a guy mm-hmm. of that size and stature who looks real small as a uh, football player, man. But mm-hmm. fantasy football, man, I love it. I hate it sometimes, man. Heartbreak, joy. <laughs> like, you feel all the emotions in the world, man. Like, you dominate, drop 170, beat a team by 50 points. You're feeling good. I'm in another league. I dropped 140. Other team got 98 points. Feeling good. And then you have those games when you go off for 164 <laughs> and the other team drops 167. And all mm. I needed was that brother Harrison Bunker to get one more field goal on that last try. I watched the entire game for a kicker and a defense because I had cheap defense. <laughs> oh, that's desperate. So I was watching for the kicker and the defense. And Patrick Mahomes had to make that run and get that first down. Mm, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. if, if, if he was stopped there, they would have settled for the field goal, and I would have won that league. And I think I deserved it because my team went the hell off, man. But losing that, mm. heartbreak, man. But I was like, okay, oh. Monday night is another chance for redemption for one of my other leagues. Nope. Tyler Lockett, man. I needed that brother to get 9.9 points. I forgot about Tyler Lockett. 9.9, man. That's all I needed. I was like, Tyler Lockett, man, give me like 60, 70 yards, a couple of receptions, man. I get the W. Nope, I lose by two points. I drop 125. I lose to 125 to 127. I needed my brother Tyler Lockett to get mm. one additional catch for 19 yards. Man, I was watching all game for that. Nope, you sat through that whole game too. Brutal, man. When I saw that picks, when I saw that pick six, I knew it was over. Yeah. Why did Danny yeah, Dimes not do that? And now the next is going to run the ball, and it was game over. The minute Danny Dimes threw that pick six. I was just like, Jesus Christ, man. So it was back-to-back Monday night, Sunday night heartbreaks. This is why I hate having guys on those nights because I swear to God, this happens a lot. Just having that yep. one open one dude, and it ain't and it ain't a Justin Jefferson relying on a Tyler Lockett and a defense and a kicker. Have mercy mm. on your soul, man. So the last two nights, not going to lie, man. should have been should have been a four-and-one week, man, but turned out to be a two-and-three week, man, because of those Ooh. two losses. So hey, I know, man. I know. Daniel Jones, talk about a regression. That's a that's a tough. If you like drafted him in your fantasy league, like thinking he was just because he was such a rushing up, upside, like that's a tough one. Because Daniel Yikes. Daniel Jones, he's 
I don't think he gets benched because they paid him, but Tyrod We're Taylor is looking over his shoulder. If I do say so myself. Danny dies minus Saquon Barkley probably equals Mitchell Trubisky, man. Like Jesus he's Christ, he's just he a might be worse. He might be worse. He's worse. He's a different man without Saquon in that offense. Worse, like the offensive line is not that good, and he's just not that good of a player. Like Darren mm-hmm. Waller's barely mm-hmm. be, being used. They might need to make guy. some trades, man. Make some trades for a better quarterback in this year's draft. Oh, man. They paid that guy a lot of money, man. Should have franchise tagged him, man. That's all I got to mm-hmm. say. I wonder if there's ever going to be, and trust me, the people who are watching this pod, we're going to talk the Dame trade in like a few seconds. But I wonder if there's ever <laughs> going to be a correction on the market with just like paying average quarterbacks. Because there's no wow. other position that you pay average players. Like, I don't yeah. know if the NFL is ever going to wisen up and like, do we really need to pay a guy who. His ceiling can get us to eight and eight, maybe the playoffs, but his ceiling is eight and eight, and his floor is like four and ten or three and twelve. Thank Joe Flacco for that. Yeah, thank Joe Flacco for that. I wonder if there's ever teams are going to stop doing that, especially with how they talked about the rookie scales. With like it wasn't like back in the day where you're paying the rookie like quarterback a trillion dollars. Like now, the scale is making it a little bit more easier to get off a player. I wonder if they wisen up because. Everyone knows, like, without Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones is not even an average quarterback. So mm-hmm. well, it's going to be interesting to see and, that. But And I know we're talking about that, but inflated contracts, man, that's a perfect segue into uh, <laughs> NBA talk. I'll just put it that way. Very, very <laughs> true. Uh, you know, we we were not able to pod when uh, Dame was officially traded to the Bucs. Um, it's been a lot of scuttlebutt around the league from, you know, pretty much beginning of this year, throughout the summer. And, you know, Dame made his demands about getting to Miami and he only wanted to go to Miami. And then you started hearing more rumors about how he kind of loosened up those demands. Even some talk about him wanting to go back. But he ended up with the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis got his next co-star. And uh, also the residuals of that other of that trade, Drew ended up getting shipped to the Celtics. So I wanted to ask the guys, what are their thoughts of the Dame trade and parlaying that to the Drew trade? And Peebush, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, well, I know the big pieces are obviously Celtics and in, in the in the Bucks here. Obviously, close to home, man. Being from Chicago, Bucks got to face them a ton. Being a Bulls fan, it's not gonna be fun. But hey, if I can go see you know Bulls Bucks game, hey man, that that'd be sick to see both Giannis and, and Damian Lillard. I had the pleasure of watching Lillard play this past year actually in Portland, and it was just awesome to watch how fluid he is with the game. So, Bucks are obviously getting a bona fide star. Um, I'm very interested to see how their pick and roll game is. These are two mm, guys that kind of sure. need the ball to dominate. Um, Giannis is not your typical ball dominating NBA star. Um, cause obviously he can get offensive rebounds, can find his own way a bit, but he does need the ball in his hand because he's not the greatest dribbler in the world, right? He just kind of takes two steps from the three point line and then he's right there for a finger roll, man. So I think it's going to be really cool to watch. I'm, I think it's huge that they were able to keep, Brooke, you know, Brooke Lopez, couple other guys there um but drew holiday was a big loss so i'll start with the bucks a bit um you know perimeter defense this team has perennially been one of the top if not the top defensive team in the league um with budenholzer kind of with his system how whatever you want to call it but drew holiday was the glue of that defense we know what Giannis can do defensively but drew holiday across the league i'm sure you know if you're a podcast listener You've heard multiple people talk about Drew Holiday and his ability to lock up anybody from Kevin Durant down to CP3. Uh, there's there's really not many guys that he cannot stop on the perimeter. Um, and, and it is a beautiful thing to watch if you're a defensive uh, fan in basketball. I know Zoo's not. But he respects Drew Holiday. I know he does. 
And the Celtics are getting a guy, another stud defensive guard. That's just absolutely ridiculous. They ship off Brogdon, who was pretty mediocre for them. I wouldn't say he was great. May had a couple good games here and there, but I think this is definitely an upgrade. Um, Drew Holiday is a perennial all-star. Um, and at this point, I'm actually happiest for the Blazers. I think they finally got this Lillard thing off their back. I know he's been there for you know however many years, pushing 10 years, I want to say. They got a good haul, Zoo. They, not only did they get Drew Holiday, they get DeAndre Ayton, who I think is an upgrade health-wise compared to Yusuf Nurkic. He's always been in and out of their lineup for however many years he's been there. Um, they have some young budding stars. I think they also got some great draft capital with the flip, um, obviously, of Lillard, but also the flip of Drew out to Boston. Um, so I just think they're, they're, they're finally bought into the rebuild aspect, but it's not like they're starting from complete scratch. They have some solid young talent. So I am interested to see how they progress over the next five, six years with their draft picks coming their way. Um, but I do think that this makes the Celtics the front runner. And I'm not, I'm not misspeaking here. I think this makes the Celtics the front runner in the Eastern Conference. They just shored up their point guard position that had been not mishandled, but maybe jumbled between however many defensive guards that they've had. And now they have a true guy who can, sure, he can shoot two for 20 on any given night but he will shut down your best player and he'll have random games where he'll win it for you. So I think this just solidifies their backcourt. Um, obviously we know what Jason and, and Jalen can do on that team. The only thing that I'm concerned about is how they're going to shore up their anchor on defense at the center position. Kind of curious to see which way they go on that front, but I think the Celtics just gave up a lot and I'm interested to see how their team chemistry is with Lillard and Giannis. Whereas I think Drew will fit more seamlessly into the Celtics offense. So I have the Celtics slightly as higher favorites to come out of the East than the Bucks this year. Wow. Wow. Man, I can't believe you just said you're worried about the chemistry between Dame and Giannis. Because yeah. I feel like that chemistry bet will be immediate, man. Absolutely immediate. Because their skill sets match, man. I'm talking more about the loss of Drew Zoo. Not what? the med, not between them. I'm talking about the loss of Drew Holiday. Man, Drew that. Holiday, whatever, man. Drew Holiday's a defender. <laughs> he's right, a defender. Yeah. Like, he's a better perimeter defender than Damian Lillard. Everyone By knows far. that. By far. Yeah. Well, offensively, Damian yeah. Lillard. Oh, but Drew Holiday can't shy Dame's shoes, man, on offense. Because Drew Holiday on offense sometimes is a liability. Like, sometimes he jacks up some really bad shots. Yeah. Like, he's not the greatest passer as a point guard position he's more of a scoring he's guard big. he's more of a combo yeah. type guard he just had to play point because he's on the, he was on the bucks and that pick and roll which wasn't that dangerous he's he wasn't a guy that can make the traditional pass the like beautiful pass that Giannis set him up you're getting a guy in dame dollar man when you get a pick and roll with Giannis, i don't even know what you do because you go set down if you go under the screen all oh, dame literally gonna hit a three with you Yep. If they help, if they double team him, you give it to a guy in Giannis who could dribble down and dunk, and Giannis is a good yep. passer. So you help on Giannis. Giannis is going to pass it to the wide open Pat Content or Chris Middleton or who or, or Brooke Lopez splash Mountain down there. So he got a guy that is the perfect partner on offense. I agree. And on defense. On offense. The Bucks and the thing on defense, you got guys in Brooke Lopez who was up there in defensive player of the year and Giannis manning the paint so they could help. Damian Lillard on defense. Like, Damian Lillard just got to be a good team defender, man. Just funnel the guys down there. And he doesn't do that, yeah. man. Uh, no, he can do that on the Bucks, man. He can do that on the Bucks. Uh, Get all these long, lanky dudes, man. Just forcing the paint. Brooke Lopez, this little thing. Giannis with his help defense, man. It is perfect. It's a perfect fit. 
I can't believe the Bucks pulled off this trade because I remember yeah, when he texted crazy. me that. It wasn't a Woj bomb. It was a P. Bush bomb, man, when I saw my text. I was like, what? I was there. I was like, what? They pulled it off because there yeah, were no curveball. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't hear any rumors. I heard a little oh. Toronto, like they were in yeah, the they talked about like, Toronto. I was like, that's a, that was a little weird. That threw me off. Like Toronto, that team ain't ready to contend. I always thought like Miami was gonna be a destination. But the Milwaukee Bucks management man just gets stuff done. You got a guy in Drew Holiday who's getting up there in age, and they're like, okay, Giannis is all about winning championships. Let's get him a superstar complimentary guy. Because he's Damian Lillard is a superstar. So they got their dynamic duo of the future, and, and, and Giannis and Dame. Well, Dame's up there in age. But I think it's like a compliment that's similar to Jokic and Jamal Murray, the big with the small, the shooter with the big complimentary skill sets, high pick and roll. And they could do a little Giannis and then like Leather set the pick and roll, man. I don't even know how you stop that because Giannis they ball handle a little. So I feel like the fit, the fit is just so seamless. And Damian Lillard's ready to win. He's ready for the playoff. Like I want to see this guy at high level. Like he's finally getting the opportunity yeah. after being that Portland Trailblazers team that was tanking the last two years. I don't know if you guys saw the report, but Pretty much the general manager of the Trailblazers told Damian Lillard to sit out and say, we're get a higher draft pick and we use that draft pick to trade for a veteran to help him in the future and be like, you have a, whatever, a, knee, a leg injury, a lower leg injury. Pretty much fabricating yeah. an injury. Zoo, so, the game I was at, they pulled them in the fourth quarter. They pulled them in the fourth? Yeah. In Mar- and that was mid to late March of last year. So call it yeah. the last it was, three weeks. It was, it was openly tanking. It was yep. openly tanking. Pulled, uh, paid off because they got shaded sharp and pretty much have to get not, not, not shit not shaded they got oh they got shaded sharp and then skew anderson by taking yeah. the last two years so taking it did pay off they hit on their draft picks good for them so now they're going to full rebuild which yep. makes sense you got you ship dame off you get deandre Ayton, you get drew Holiday, you flip it for more picks and melkin brogdon and i feel like they might be able to trade melkin brogdon for some more picks in young players i don't think it's done with the Portland Trailblazers. So. The Bulls. I don't know. That dude's always. <laughs> I don't need another. No, I'm to say you'll have two injured point guards. Yeah, exactly. I don't need another injured point guard. Yeah, exactly. I don't need another injured point guard. I I guess what I want to ask you, you haven't mentioned anything. You didn't mention anything about the Celtics. Oh, are you I not like nervous the about did. the Celtics? Because they got, I think oh, yeah. you could argue that they have the a, a top four. Uh, their top four players in their starting lineup are. Their top yeah, six yeah. is probably maybe if three. everyone's healthy is yeah probably the almost the best in the league. Because their yep. perimeter defense is going to be unbelievable with Drew Holiday and Derek White. Both these guys made All NBA defense <laughs> last year, so these guys are in their prime on defense. So at yep. the point of attacking the front man, they're going to get back for living hell outside. But you mentioned Rob Williams gone, and I love myself some Rob Williams, especially in the playoffs as a rim runner and a defender. Like Kristaps Porzingis, we haven't seen him in a playoff situation. And how that will happen if people will target him on pick and rolls. And he, I think he's a pretty good shot blocker. We'll see him on pick and roll defense against quick guards and see if he gets a exploit on that end. Because Rob Williams on defense was elite. I thought he was their best defensive player, better than Marcus Smart. And pretty much now, they pretty much got rid of Marcus Smart. They got a better version of Marcus Smart than Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what they upgraded on from Marcus Smart to Drew Holiday, but took giving up a guy, Rob Williams, who I love so much. But We'll see Porzingis, Al Horford. 
He's getting up there in age. He's even right, older. Right. Big Al is old. Now he's even a year another older, and he's going to have a handful guarding pick and rolls in the playoffs. So good luck to that. But, yeah, I, I agree. The Boston Celtics made some significant changes with their yeah. team. With getting Without the giving up too much. Yeah. Like, they got really like, – Yeah, they the got, picks don't matter with Tatum. don't really Brown. matter. And yeah, they still they have additional too. picks. It's like they yeah. still have additional assets they could use to get more complimentary players on the roster, maybe supported by the bench or like a six-man type guy. So, mm-hmm. man, it is an arms race in the East right now. Cause it is. They saw Miami in the finals, and they're like, Miami making a bunch of G-leaguers making it. The time yeah. to strike is now. You got the 76ers with that James Harden fiasco going on. Still won't get trade, I see. Oh, man, that is an absolute disaster in Philly. You got Joel Embiid going to interviews talking about, oh, I don't know, Philly, my future. Who knows? Like, that dude might like, give one more summer. He might be asking out. So Philly's an He's absolute disaster. GM being called a liar, yeah. having to defend himself. So that, that situation there was an absolute disaster. <laughs> like, atrocity. The Miami Heat are done. They're absolutely done. Like, I love Jimmy Buckets, but they they lost Gabe Vincent. They lost Max Drew. So their starting backcourt is yep. completely gone, pretty much getting ready for Damian Lillard's arrival or preparing the trade assets for that. They and couldn't they get the deal done. Future, they were looking to get Giannis in the future. Giannis is not going to commit after seeing the Milwaukee Bucks get even Damian yeah. Lillard. So they're out yep. of the Giannis race in the future. And you're going to have Jimmy Butler with old-ass Kyle Lowry as his point guard. That's what's going to happen, man. Yep. So Miami Heat, done. No chance at all. Losing she said that player. last year. Giannis that, getting hurt. Yeah, yeah Giannis getting hurt. A lot. Yeah, they, did, they did beat the Boston Celtics. Um, both rosters were real healthy. But now this Celtics and Bucks roster is a two-man race in the East. Yeah. It's an absolute yeah. two-man race in the East. And I don't even think it's actually close at all with Philly's disastrous. It's a, it's a cliff. And the Miami Heat's um, decisions of not getting the Damian Loader trade done or like, I don't know, like, Jesus Christ, man. It's an absolute disaster for those teams. But yep. I give props to Mil- Milwaukee, a small market team, for pulling this off. Yeah. Major props. Major props. And Bulls could learn Celtics. something. Yeah, Brad Stevens as a general manager, I think he's done a hell of a job being a first-time first, – no, second-year, like, GM. Yes. So he's doing a hell of a job. So props to those franchises for getting on. This is what championship contender teams should do, organizations mm-hmm. do. And both those organizations – quality there's a reason why those two organizations have already made the nba finals in the last five years that's yep, what exactly so i i do think too. uh yeah Not i think players. milwaukee is definitely got the killer instinct in terms of just getting deals done and they know what they have with Giannis. Giannis is a once in a lifetime type of player for that organization so they look at it as oh Giannis, you're making weird comments in offseason let's fix that let's go get dead <laughs> i think that's just how the gm looks at it <laughs> i think he looks at it like nah we're not we're not losing this guy and did you guys hear about things. this they the gm did not tell Giannis about trading drew holiday yeah he did He's not want Giannis to feel guilty about like approving like trading one of his like friends on the that's team probably the just better nah. he's just like nah we get in this though we getting you a dame down and you're gonna appreciate it and you're not gonna feel any guilt it's on our hands not your hands i love that about that's a good it's a good management decision Mm -hmm. you know like you don't put your best player in In an awkward situation situation with one of his closest friends i mean you could say he did the same thing i think uh, what was it trading for jimmy butler and he didn't want to trade middleton or something like that right they kind of went through that with the rumors back in 2019 which is why jimmy kind of started firing back saying tampering and all that stuff right there just seemed to be a little bit of contention in, in in those parties but 
Yeah, man. Props to the Bucks for pulling that off, dude. I, I was shocked when I saw yeah. it. And I was like, how yeah. did Zoo not tell me first? And I realized it was posted 30 seconds ago. So I was like, oh, okay. There you it's go. Wild. And there was some I foreshadowing. Think. If you guys saw the All-Star game that happened this year, Giannis had the first overall pick, and everyone was assuming he's going to take his teammate Drew Holiday. He I took Damian Lillard. He took Damian Lillard first overall. And Zoo into the Easter told... eggs, man, of the NBA. Exactly. Script, that man. is such an Easter egg. Hey, you know totally what he said? LeBron James made a comment. He's like, he looked at Giannis. He's like, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Because that's something LeBron James would do, man. Obviously, it is an absolute thing, like fraternizing during All Star weekend. Like getting to know each other. So LeBron James, I was like, oh, I see Giannis, and he got it done. So I got to give Giannis for recruiting Damian Lillard to want to yeah. come to his team because Damian Lillard wanted to go to the Milwaukee because of that. <laughs> Giannis onto the Kumpo to play with that yeah. guy. So shout out to Giannis. Exciting. But also, uh, he also, uh, I think his number one pick was Ant, which I think at that time he's part of his agency, but I also think that was a slick move for like AD if he still stays in LA, like Ant. If he's, you know, I think he already signed his rookie extension, but it's like if he gets upset with Minnesota, that could definitely Found be a spot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think Drew Holiday, you know, I saw a lot of comparisons with Marcus Smart. I just think flat out Drew's a better player. I also think he's a better shooter. Now, some could say Marcus maybe is a slightly better playmaker, but I just feel like defensively on the perimeter, Drew Holiday is going to be a problem for a lot of guards, not just – Dame, but like a lot of guards in the East. Yep. I got first person. Oh, the yeah. second person I thought of was Trey Young. Like that's going to be a tough <laughs> matchup, especially with that whole, you know, because you last year with Boston, like I know he was able to still steal a game at uh Boston with that crazy shot that he hit. But I do think that Drew's going to nullify a lot of that. But for me, I was high on the Bucks last year with Giannis, and to me, Giannis, how he took Boston basically seven games. That what I think I don't know if it was went last year, but the Two year before ago. that, he took them seven games with ago. just him and Middleton. No, stuff like I think him having Dame is just going to be a cheat code. Um, I, I I am wondering with the Bucks, they have a guy they drafted last year, Marjan, like Bochamp. I think he's like a six seven wing, seven foot two wingspan. He's supposedly their three and D guy who he actually looked good in the summer league. I think he one game I watched he had like twenty three points, but he could be someone who I know in the league we always like say three and D guys we put them on the best player and they could shut down. Well, Nobody's shutting anybody down, but I do think he has the potential if he continues to grow. Because now I feel like he's going to have way more playing time because the depth is a little bit thinner and the ball is going to be going through Damon Giannis. I do think that if he continues to have a decent ascension, thinking he was a, uh, knowing he was a first round pick, maybe he could be someone that you can throw him Brown or Tatum just to slow them down just a little bit. Because I don't think Drew is going to be a guy come playoff time where you're going to be seeing, oh, he's got 25 points or oh, he's got 30. Like, he would have to get unbelievably hot from three. I don't think that's happening. He's going to be a spot-up guy. My concern, and it's not any concern with the Bucks. I'm actually interested to see how – because I think we can all agree, if, if, as long as health is not an issue, Bucks yeah, itself everyone's could healthy. end up being the Easter Conference Finals, right? Yeah, it will You're be. talking about Drew Holiday getting to guard mm. the guy that they traded him for. And mm. he's somebody that that's I what think... he strives on and takes personally. Yeah. He will make Damian Lillard's life a living hell, and that's all he'll care about. I, and that's what I'm. That's why I'm giving the Celtics the edge. And it's not because he'll have an animosity against Giannis. I think he's saying, okay, you can trade me or whatever, but you got to remember, I was on yeah. that championship team. I I helped, you know, ball one. through the alley of the Giannis Lillard, against Phoenix. Lillard's never done anything. <laughs> Lillard's never done anything in the playoffs. He's like, I'm going to show you exactly why you made the wrong decision. And even if he only does it once. 
he has to just assert himself and, at least in one series. And he has a history. I don't know if you remember the the Pelicans played the Blazers in the playoffs, and the Blazers got swept. And that was the Drew Holiday Anthony yeah. Davis team, and mm-hmm. Drew Holiday absolutely destroyed Damian Lillard. Man, he locked him and down. That, dude, I, he plays, I'm not, I'm, yeah, yeah. Drew plays, with, uh, Drew plays with Drew plays with physicality on defense. He's one of those guys. Yes. Like he, he struggled against Jimmy because Jimmy's just a bigger guy than him. Like Drew Holiday to guard. Like he does a, a lot better on Biff. guarding like point guards and two guards, traditional. Two way guards. better, Pat Bev. So, yeah, he's a way better. Oh, Pat oh, Bev. But like I just mean with the tenacity. Respect to Pat Bev, but nah. It's the tenacity though that they take defense so seriously. He'll be motivated for sure. They want to embarrass you. It's like a cornerback in the NFL. They just want to embarrass you. That's their whole job. And I just think he'll. That's why I'm given the slight edge to the Celtics, if you're a betting man at the beginning of the season. I, what I think about, though, with the Celtics is I could see Drew affecting Dame, but I still think it comes down to Tatum and Brown. Like, Absolutely. What if, what if, like you said, if they do it for one game, if Drew gets Dame for one game, I don't think he's going to be able to do that for the, an entire series. And also, too, I know Drew had a great year last year, I guess, but, I mean, he is getting older. And I feel like as like we we love to put these labels of defensive stoppers, but it's like I think next year will be his last year as being like an elite elite defender because he is thirty three, and it's not and like it's not like with offense where if you're an elite scorer, you can kind of age gracefully like how Dame is kind of showing us because Dame's not young either. Oh, yeah. But I do think that team with Boston is going to be more about if Tatum and Brown can figure it out because we also got to think too if. The one thing I would argue if I was a Celtics fan is like maybe Drew's going to bring some killer instinct because Boston doesn't have it. That's why I'm not. I'm I'm kind of like how I was with them with how I was with Denver last year. It's like, okay, Jokic, let's just finish the job and go win a championship. Like I'm tired of hearing about, oh, we got all this. Go win it. Go win it. Because you've been winning all this stuff before. Tatum and Brown. They were down 3-0 to a, like Drew said, a G League Miami Heat team. Why in the hell would I put confidence in them thinking they're going to get to the finals and win it? No, they I were down 3-0 to a team yeah. that had – Gave Vincent, which we he got paid, Max Schroes, who also got a bag. But I'm just saying, like, they don't – I think it's never about the talent with Boston. It's do you have the killer instinct to go do it? Because the guy that I'm looking at, Giannis, he's done it. And he well, went against right, Phoenix, yeah. and he beat them in a the game six, put up 50. So it's like – to me, it's like I'm in a wait-and-see mode with Boston. Also, too, Porzingis is a – like, I know Drew's an X-Factor, but I think Porzingis is going to be a really big X-Factor because if he can stay healthy – Oh, man. I'm not Dude. saying he's going to be a super guy that's going to be a defensive guy, but I do think him just being a stretch in the corner, like when that's you got high. Drew and Tatum and all them, like just having that reliable guy in the corner to shoot a three, like he's I like that Al a lot. I just need him to stay healthy. He's there. Yeah, he Al would. Stay ideally, you would want him playing, like if he's healthy, you want him playing a lot of minutes and Al Horford just saving him for, for the playoffs. Ideally. Now, if Porzingis can't stay healthy, then you're going to have to force Al Horford. And I do think. They can maybe find because the one thing about big men in the league, like unless you're Jokic, Embiid, I mean, who else? Yeah, like that's, that's pretty the much dude it. from Ken, yeah, yeah, the dude from uh Houston, who I like a lot, like Thank you know, Thank or you. the dude from Utah, Walker Kessler. Like if you're not one of those guys who's got like a lot of potential, you just need to be six nine, six ten, burly, and just physical. Like you just need and, and you catch a lob. Like that's all I kind of need for my big men. And I think Justin Thompson maybe incoming. That. <laughs> that might be a guy. That might be a guy. He's still in the league, man. He's still in the league. He's still you know in the league, bro. He's, hey, he's got to pay James that child support man. somehow. LeBron, I don't think LeBron James is going to bail him out again, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't he already play with Boston at one point? Or was yeah, that Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah Tristan. He was. 
he was awful. I think he did. He was. He was yeah. Awful. So I don't know. They might not spin the block on that one. But like Bismack Biamba, who is he playing for? He's He'd be team. perfect. He's still for in the Boston. league somehow, man. He was on the team when they were the Bobcats back in the. But <laughs> Bismack like a top ten pick. I think he might have been like Michael Jordan, seven, baby. Yeah. Michael Jordan never throws this. <laughs> Michael Jordan, amazing, man. special. Hey, three billion, three billion dollars. Don't hate on the man. man he's a business no, man. I just saw, I saw he that. Yeah, he sold, man. He sold. He's done. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I do yeah. think to. I think people should make the point. It's the top two of Milwaukee and Boston, and if everyone is healthy, there's no injuries. I think they're going to be the top two. Like you yeah. said, I think this might be Philly's swan song. I think Harden's going to cause a lot of confusion and heartache and I also think B is gonna be like this is probably my last year with Miami they just the dudes are just it's just gonna be hard for me to think they have more people in the G League go. system that's just gonna come up and you know there's there's turn out for him and bead to Miami that would be a night now if that happened oh it gets super oh. interesting because oh, if you took me bead is doing not even just picking roles with uh Embiid but just the defensive mentality they they would have if B comes in focus. Like, oof. I actually think if Harden was on a straight and narrow, he went to Miami. That would make them super interesting. Yeah, if Harden went happened. to Miami, yeah, yeah, he's not got, he ain't got the All discipline. But if they, they could get him to be decent, man. All I see is Harden clubbing. Exactly. Yeah, he don't. He uh, he's kind of on his, like I said, swung song. I don't. I don't know if he's long for the league and. He better the get the king because I think they got man. a new deal. They got the new deal or new thing where I think yeah, it's yeah, if he's not in the camp by 14 that. days. If he's not there by 14 days, I think he starts getting like fined a crap load of money. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that uh Dame trade followed by the Drew trade and just the after effects sure. of that with Phoenix getting their parts too. That was definitely a notch for the NBA because anytime you can get content <laughs> during the NFL season. And it becomes like major news. It's always a win for the NBA. So, yep. Um, shifting our focus to the NFL. Um, I don't know if you guys were watching, which everybody watches this podcast knows that Thursday night football is usually a pretty decent game. So the Lions and Packers were playing, and watching that from start to finish, I was just like, man, the Lions look like a team that's on a mission. They just look super dominant. They look like a team who has heard a lot of people boost them up and they're not you know boost them up into being like the division champs and i think they're like hey we actually have a squad that can make it to the playoffs and make some noise so i just started thinking to myself like you know what are some like long shot odds what are some things that you're looking at team wise like everyone knows the favorites in nfc and afc but it's like what are some teams that are on the back burner which i wouldn't say the lions on the back burner but in terms of like a long-term super bowl odds like people are not thinking of them as being that um what are the chances of them doing that? So I wanted to pose the questions or a question to the guys dealing with the Lions and the Dolphins. If you had to place a future bet on them making the Super Bowl, which one would you pick? The Lions or <laughs> oh man. Um, who did I say? I just forgot the name. The Dolphins. The team. Dolphins. 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 I don't know why I was thinking of Bills. Cause like that's a stupid bet. But um, <laughs> just the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, the for sure. They that was a hell of a statement. But um, the Dolphins and the Lions. Uh, P. Wish I'm gonna start with you. Oh man, this is tough. You know, because I I think you because you look at the you look at this, this is how I was breaking it down. Because I know I think you posted the odds when we were talking about this earlier today. But I think the plus two thousand Lions, plus two thousand Lions, thirteen hundred for the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. Yeah. And I understand why. I think the Dolphins have looked like. The, the more explosive team, the exciting team, the team that Vegas knows people would 
start to put their money into, right? Especially when they score 70 points in a game. <laughs> now, to Zeus' point earlier, it's against the Broncos, right? Just like my Bears finally looked decent, but it was he loved to caveat it was against the Broncos. <laughs> and we kind of saw why. I mean, I don't think in that game against the Broncos they had Jalen Waddle. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't think he was no, playing that game so. in week three. Well, they had him back this past week. They're fully healthy. We yep. saw what Shane can do. He still puts mm. up 26 fantasy points, two touchdowns. Mostert mm. has a little bit of a hard time. Nice in the receiving game, but he fumbled. Um, Tua eh, just didn't do enough. But the defense is missing a little something, and by yep. God, did the Bills take advantage. And what that shows me is, one, they're not the best team in their division. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people assume that the Jets and the Bills were going to be up there. Obviously, we know the Jets situation. So now I do think the Dolphins are the, the favorite for the AFC wild card. I think it's between them and the Chargers. It's going to come down to like, obviously, we know there's three spots. But I just mean like the fifth, sixth, or seventh seed. I see the Dolphins locking up the fifth seed in the mm-hmm. AFC. I just think the Bills have their number. But my issue is when you look at the Lions, they have an easier route to win the division. The Vikings have been struggling, barely winning. Uh, against the Panthers, yikes. Uh, obviously, we know the Bears situation. Packers are just a bit on and off. Jordan Love loves to, pun intended, he loves to go behind, and then he just like <laughs> has a beast fantasy performance in like the late third quarter, fourth quarter that gives you 20 fantasy points, but they just come up short or they barely win a game. So I think the Lions are just the most complete team in the NFC North, and mm-hmm. I think it's by a relative long shot. But my issue is when you're talking about coming out of the respective conferences to win to get to the Super Bowl, I think the NFC is harder than the AFC. Um, And that's why I just think the Niners, the Eagles, and the Cowboys would all have the Lions number. If they could beat one team, I think that they would probably be able to stick with the Cowboys a little bit. That's just because Trayvon Diggs is out. So I think Amon Ra would end up taking full advantage. We haven't seen Jamison Williams yet. Obviously, David Montgomery came back with a surge off of his brief injury. And we know what Jameer Gibbs can do if they decide to utilize him. But their defense has been hella impressive so far this year. My issue is that I would have to lean towards the Dolphins because even though the Bills are winning the division, I just don't believe in the Ra- The Ravens just, man, they're just a roller coaster uh, every week. The Bills are scary. The Chiefs have not looked as dominant as we've seen them in years past. Obviously, we know that that can change, and Andy Reid, I'm sure, will get the train back on tracks. But I just think that the Dolphins have a slightly better chance to make it out of their conference than the Lions do. But I do not want to be facing the Bills in Buffalo in January if I am a Miami Eesh. Dolphins team. Mm-hmm. They would get Because it's probably snowing. It's probably it's snowing, too. It's going to be snowing. The only positive is we've they've proved the one thing that we were concerned about, and that was their running game. A lot of people thought maybe they'd be in the hunt for Jonathan Taylor. Well, no, they found A-Chain, mm. obviously the rookie, and we Raheem Mostert's been a monster too. So it's not that they can't run the ball. I just think Tua might end up making one or two bad throws that could easily flip that game. And that's we saw that this past weekend, let alone in negative degree weather with snow coming down. So I, I am gonna I am gonna lean towards the Dolphins because I just think they have a slightly easier path, but I just don't see either one of these teams making the Super Bowl. But I'm but if I am a betting man, I'll take the favorite out of the two and go with the plus thirteen hundred dolphins. Wow. You're rational about the conferences why you pick them. And that's the reason why I'm picking the Detroit Lions. Really? I'm the Detroit Lions. I'm with you. Wow. I'm, I'm telling you this, man. The Buffalo Bills, that, that was one of the most impressive games ever. Because I thought that was going to be a shootout on both sides. Like, mm-hmm. I actually thought that would be like a 30-34 type game in my mind. 
in the Buffalo Bills defense, man. And this is without Von Miller. So they're not even at their feet. He might be coming back soon. He might be coming back soon. But that's the only team I'd be scared of. What? That's the only team I'm genuinely scared of if I'm the Dolphins. Only team? Okay, okay. I get, so the Bills, obviously, right now, they're the better team, and we saw that last yes. weekend, that they're the better team. Okay, let's talk about Kansas City again, man. Kansas City, against, like, I know for a fact that that, that Kansas City defense was not that impressive against Zach Wilson. Couldn't really get to him. Like, like okay, the Jets, maybe they got bored. I don't know if it was a Taylor Swift type guy, like, everyone – like not focus or not. That's exactly but, what it was. I think that's what it was. Because I just circus. Like, like the circus from last week, and obviously blowing it out. And every single time they score a touchdown, they zoom in on Taylor Swift and talk about the relationship. Whatever. I'm yes. a football oh, baby. Almighty. And I feel like that the Jets and the rerun of bag. She's from she's from the New Jersey area. A bunch of other celebrities are also there watching the game. Saw so, okay, like a little celebrity, a little Hollywood. Didn't really take the Jets seriously. Zach Wilson. People on live TV calling him trash. No one take the team seriously. And Zach Wilson balled out against this Chiefs defense. Like, uh, he threw some dive, like, back over the shoulder to Lazard, to the tight end cock. Like, so the Jets actually put up a decent fight. But if you look at it now, the Chiefs are 3-1. They have a plus-minus differential of plus 41. They're going to win the division again, and they're going to be back in the AFC championship again. And am I going to bet on them against the Miami Dolphins? Like the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, those are teams that have been elite for the last couple of years. I'm taking both those guys over the Miami Dolphins any day of the week still. Even though the Miami Dolphins offense, it's beautiful to watch. The creativity. I love McDaniels on offense. A-Chan looking like Jamal Charles on some runs, man. He looking real there nice. There you go. Yeah, like he is fast, yeah, and he runs with like a – like a shifty, like he doesn't run like a traditional Stop running back. Like insane. I watch Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I watch Isaiah Pacheco run. Yeah, cute little running back, man. That guy just runs hard. Like he got no skill. He just, he just like, like, like full, like the way he runs is so physical and, and so like straightforward. If you know what I mean, like he, he's he's, mm-hmm. a, he's really good against the Jets, but nothing special about him. He's a basic running back, man. But when I watch eight chain run, man. That kid is something special, man. And he was doing a first round pick or a second round pick. He's a late round pick, man. And he just so, like the way he runs is so graceful to watch. So I love the running back that they got. Good job on the uh, scouting to find this kid because I didn't think there was any hype for this kid coming out of school compared to other players. So shout out to Miami Dolphins for getting him. But man, that road. And I look at the NFC right now. The NFC with the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions right now's defense was the problem last year. Yes. Your defense this year has really stepping up for sure. Hutchison, Hutchison, oh, that kid is great. That kid is yeah. great. The so number of sacks this thing get on the quarterbacks, the amount of pressure they put quarterbacks under is beautiful watch. And I like their corners too. Like I feel like inside and outside, this team's got, got it all on defense. And offensively, Jared Goff still scares me a little because like the offensive line has to play perfect. Yeah. Because he can't move. Jared Goff is a statue. So the offensive line got to play perfect. But they got the run game going with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. They got a little two-headed monster, even though that two-headed monster, you got a big head and D-Mon, and the small head is obviously Jameer Gibbs right now. So they got a little they got a little running attack that is doing extremely well. And last year, we already saw a sample of the run game. But now you just got better player in David Montgomery over Jamal Williams. Gibbs and Swift, very similar type player. So, like, not much of an upgrade in my opinion. So the run game is still there, and Amara St. Brown this year proving himself to be an elite wide receiver again. 
the, the two years LaPorta. ago, that was a fluke at the end of the year. Last year, a great LaPorta. season, got injured. Mm-hmm. This year, he's staying healthy, being that guy that's consistent every night, great route runner, even though he's more of a slot guy. And that might be getting a, a little more help on the outside, too, coming back from suspension for gambling. So, and you said, yeah, yeah, we haven't seen the best of the Detroit Lions back. And maybe I agree, another, another potential well, you're picking them over the 49ers. Yeah. 49ers, that's the one team. No, he's not. The Eagles. 49ers are nasty. That team on offense, 30 plus points a game. Easy barbecue chicken in on defense, just smashing people. Dude, Absolutely dude, smash people on defense. Thirty points alone from McCaffrey, pretty much. That's oh, really know. all they need. Man. It's insane. Like it's insane. Like CMC is putting up an MVP caliber season at, at the running back position because he plays not only running back, he plays the wide receiver position too. So, like obviously the 49ers, that team scares me. But outside of that, nothing really scary outside of that. You're bugging. You're bugging. Eagles? You're bugging. Eagles, He's bugging. No. I'm not scared He's of the bugging. Eagles. You're I'm not scared, scared of the Eagles. Do not believe it. You don't even believe it. This is content right now, people. Do not say the Cowboys, man, because I ain't scared of the Cowboys. I'm with you there. there. I'm with you there. Bad teams really well, but against good teams, significantly more. To the Cowboys, I don't want to talk about the Cowboys, man. I just feel like every year in the playoffs they underperform. Like the Detroit Lions play the Cowboys. Lions will probably be underdog. I'll be betting plus money. Yeah, I'd bet the Lions over the Cowboys. Eagles, obviously, last year made it to the Super Bowl this year, even though they've won. They're four and zero. Just wasn't really impressed against the Commanders. Like Sam Howell, like Commanders are good. Yeah. <laughs> the Commanders are good, dude. Uh, okay, yeah. they're, they're, they're good. Sam Howell's a baller. You, if you watch that game, he's a baller. Dude, okay, he's a, it's a cute team. He got a cute quarterback. He got a cute team, man. Oh, uh, he's bugging. Sam, Sam, Sam barely, they good. barely beat them, man. The Commanders. So, All right, let me I'm let me say this real quick. Barely so, beat, beat the, the Patriots. Team. Another gar. That's a garbage team. They beat the, the Chiefs by one. I'm not. Can't argue that. What? They beat the Chiefs by one without Travis Kelsey. Okay, the Lions. Who did? Oh yeah, the, the Lions. Lions. They, without Travis Kelsey and with uh-huh. Kadarius Tony dropping everything in sight, they <laughs> lose that game. All right, the Seahawks they lose in overtime. That's a that that is a wild card team in the NFC, and they lose. Well, Seattle at Seahawks home. a good team at they home. Lost a, yeah, at they lost home. a good team. They lost to a good team. They lost to a solid team. I'd say I'm the same tier as them. They're a good. They're team. on the I same. Think they're tier a nice little. Yeah, they're a good team. Okay. Okay, then they beat the Falcons. Yeah, who was two and zero at the time? Whooped them. Okay, Sean, let's let's, let's relax. Don't worry. The bear, the Bears were two and zero a couple times in my life. All right, and that turned out to be a losing season. All right, <laughs> and then they beat the Packers, who have not been that impressive. Okay, no, they whooped them. No, no, it's I, not. Okay, they beat. You're right. They were right. Beating the Chiefs only. They did smack them around. But you they, 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 they smacked the bad teams. And then they lost to the Seahawks team that went off on offense. And like, you want to make you want to make a bet here, Zoop? Week six, so not this week, but the week they play the Bucks. I bet the Bucks win that game. Where is it at? At Tampa. No chance. Even if it was at Tampa, I think. Let's go. No chance. Boom. Let's go. go. Let me ask. Let's go, Lions, baby. Let me ask you a question. So let me ask you. We're talking about the top team. So like. As we mentioned with the NFC, it's Dallas, uh, 49ers, and the Eagles in the NFC. And then I guess in the AFC, you could say the Bills, Chiefs, and just for good measure, throw the Ravens in there. The reason why I kind of am with Zoo is I kind of feel like the Lions, with just how balanced they are on offense, 
and their defense, which for me, how I judge a defense is, do you have an elite pass rusher? They have that with Aiden Hutchinson. And I think Brian Brent, Branch, one of their corners, which they have other solid mm-hmm. corners, but him being more of an impactful Very rookie, right. he could be Just a nice hurt. second or third corner. I mean, I don't know how long. Is he out for the season or something? I don't know if he uh, I don't know, but, but he, he went down once, and then he went back in, and he got hurt again. Yeah. I, so, I, I mean, if he comes he back, back, which I, I don't think he's their best corner, but I think he's a nice depth piece that I didn't think was going to be an impactful guy because he was a Bama guy. So, uh, but him being a nice piece, if he's able to come back, I do think their team is very, very balanced. And even though Zoo brought up the point about Jared Goff kind of being a little iffy, I do think he's steady enough to where I don't know if he's going to make the massive mistakes to where he's going to lose them a game if he plays within himself. Now, if they get down three or four scores and he's having to throw it over the yard, even though they got a bunch of weapons, I don't trust him doing that. I like when he plays with it. It's kind of like how Kirk Cousins, like when he had Dalvin Cook and he has Justin Jefferson, if he's able to play solid, I think he can make a nice playoff run because I'm never, ever, ever, I'm never, ever scared of the Cowboys. Never. Like until they can get to a Super Bowl or at least be impactful in the NFC Championship game, never scared of them. 49ers, I'm definitely scared of. Definitely scared of them because they're complete on both sides of the ball. The Eagles, I'm definitely scared of because Jalen Hurts hasn't lost but one game in like 20 stars. So you can't just poo-poo that and be like, all oh, the Eagles or whatever. Like, and I and to Zoo, Zoo doesn't like the commanders, but I think the commanders, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but they're gonna have, they're gonna be a tough out for a lot of teams. Even eight, though they didn't nine, look good nine, against Cardinals. Eight, they're gonna be eight, 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 nine, eight, nine, and eighteen, but they'll be the Lions, the Lions of last year. They barely beat the Broncos by two points, man. And they got yeah, the they almost beat the Eagles. That was like Sam Howell's like second start. Like second or third star, like you're gonna get better as the year goes 37 on. Thirty-seven to three, like there are. It's the Bengals. I know. <laughs> it's the Bengals. They blow everybody out, <laughs> except for say, uh, whatever the first team was. On, on the side of average, yeah. I think they're more below average than above average. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, that's, that's all I gotta say. That's fair. But with the the Dolphins, I kind of feel like KFC. Not KFC. Why is it KFC? Kansas City. They're playing possum, I feel like. I think it was a spectacle with that whole, like, it's just a bunch of crap going on with Taylor Swift. It's just a bunch of noise. Like, you see Mahomes, he's trying to force feed kills. It's just a bunch of crap going on. Like, once they figure stuff out, they'll be fine because they're Kansas City and they have Mahomes. I think, you know, I'm high on the Ravens. I think Lamar is good. I think what will be the telltale sign for them is if Odell can be somewhat healthy and they can develop somebody with Zay Flowers. And you know you have Mark Andrews, and I like Baltimore's defense. Um, the only thing that scares me about Miami is Tua's health, which that's you can do that with any team. Like if the quarterback is hurt, you're done. But I also think like uh, I don't know at the apex, like can't, like Mahomes and Allen being like the dudes, like that is daunting. And more than likely, they're going to be on the road. So to your point, if they got to go to Buffalo in the January. And then Kansas City the isn't the, co- the well. coldest place. Like, yeah, but I do think the Lions, like, I, they're going to play in the I wild think their style. I think their style can adjust. I think their style can adjust better because they have, they're going to have the ability to really run the ball with those. Cause I think Gibbs is going to continue to get better. They're going to be able to run the ball way better than I know A Chain and them are doing well now, but I don't think that's Miami's identity. I think their identity is throw it around the yard. Because when they were tearing yeah. up and you Buffalo, can, I think you it was win a random game doing that. My point mm. is the Lions are more Buffalo. in Buffalo. You could be able to run the ball in January. Not in Buffalo in January. I agree. That's see. That's yeah. my point is there's one team that truly scares me in the AFC, and that's the Buffalo Bills. 
Kansas City. Kansas City would scare me. That would scare me. That would scare me. Not as scared as years past. Not as scared as the Bills this year. Don't let the Jets game where Patrick Mahomes played like. That's what it is. They made Zach Wilson like a god. That's why. He lost to the Lions. He didn't look great against the Jets. Trust me, Zoo, I follow everything, man. My team is literally the read zone, all right? I'm watching every Chiefs game in full. Exactly. Right? You know what's I'm happening? Not you gave me a little recency bias, man, because they, they were argue the same thing about the Lions. They were actually awful. You could argue the same thing about the Lions, Zoo. I just think the Lions have not been tested to their full extent, and I think if you put the Niners I, or the Eagles the in front the of them, they're gone. Is, I think the, done. the Lions are more of a two-way team, offense and defense. Well, Miami point, is a yeah. one. It's a one-way show. It's a beautiful show right. on offense. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. show on offense. The quarterback like, Miami has is better. Yeah, yeah, it is better. Yeah, Tua is definitely better than Jared Goff. But if you if you have a defense that is that bad, and you have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes on the other side, they're going to exploit it. I agree. Andy Reid against a bad defense with Mahomes is going to exploit that. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen. G- with his weapon, like Stephon. Oh, Jesus, Stephon. Jared Goff is not scared of Purdy. Jared Goff's not going to be scared of Brock Purdy. Because I'm not high on but Brock Purdy. I think he's a Brock part Purdy. of the he's system. Playing against, he's playing against Bosa, and he's playing against that stud defense, and he's, worried, he's not Warner, worried about Brock Purdy. Yeah, I give you the Niners. I think the Niners are a scary McCaffrey. team. That's a scary team. And so are the Eagles. The Eagles are scary. Really? You know what this is coming down to? This is coming down to? scary on defense. They lost a lot of players on defense. Sure. Jalen Carter, Carter's a monster, though. Oh. He is a monster, yeah, shout, dude. Shout out to the Bears for giving <laughs> he, he runs like a linebacker, and he's like 340 pounds. It's kind of crazy <laughs> how. But, and you know what this is coming down to, though? You know what I think this is coming down to? It's coming down to, I think we all agree, 49ers and Bills are like elite, like the top elite. of the top. It's like, who are you scared of more, the Eagles or the Chiefs? That's what it's really coming down to. That's what we're arguing. Who you're scared of more. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the guy that won the, the defending champions with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, man. I'm scared of that team. Because they haven't done yeah, anything. Not if they're they getting distracted not, by Taylor have, Swift They have not year. played well. <laughs> Taylor Swift's going to have to get off the payroll real quick. If I'll, Listen, I'll be with you more people. If, if Taylor Swift is still running around with the Chiefs in week 11, then I'm going to be like, all right, I might have to shift my focus Nah, to the Dolphins, because yeah, I I think that the Eagles, then Eagles the Chiefs have, I'm nervous about. Well, because in my point, I also think the Eagles have a better chance against the Niners than the Chiefs do against the Bills. I agree this with year. that. I agree with that. Yep. So, I don't know if I you have those teams point. in a playoff game again. I'm just talking about it. Separately. You're gonna bet on the Buffalo Bills over the Kansas yes. City Chiefs in because a they're gonna have home field. That's gonna be home. They're gonna yeah. Depends on where home is. Yeah. And I don't trust a Pacheco. I don't trust Pacheco. I just don't. I don't trust him. Or I McKinnon. actually trust James Cook. James Cook's actually had a damn good year this if year. If he would score touchdowns, he would be ball. an elite fantasy running back. Dude, yeah. do you not see the correlate? They're finally running the ball, and the Bills are winning. Oh, my God. Holy crap. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, it's just – I think this might finally be the year for the Bills. Is it too early to tell? Of course. But it's too early to tell about all these that'll things. Be a, I just think that'll be a home field. Of, whoever gets home field advantage wins that game, mm-hmm. I think. If it's in Buffalo, I'm going with Buffalo. If it's in Kansas City, I'm going with yep. Kansas City because Mahomes they ain't going to lose at home, and I don't think Allen and them, I don't think Mahomes this year could probably go on the road and beat. I, has Mahomes even been on the road in the playoffs? I don't think he has. No, no. So New that would be I don't know, know, I can even trust that. For a reason, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a reason, they play at home every year. Yeah. they win not this year. 
Yeah, that, that I actually want to see that. I want to see him go to Buffalo and see if he could pull one out. That would be something to see because I haven't seen Mahomes on the road. So yeah, that would mm-hmm. I would be signed with the Bills, but I would love to see Mahomes go do that. But yeah, I do think the Eagles afford would they if we're picking out of Eagles and 49ers and Bills and Chiefs, I do think Eagles will probably match up a little bit better versus the 49ers uh versus the Chiefs. But uh my my thing is more so with Honestly, why I would pick the uh, Lions because I just like those odds. Like plus two thousand, I feel like it's really oh, freaking yeah. good odds for the Lions. Like, that is awesome odds. Like because they're probably going to win that division, and if they get like the oh, first yeah. home play that division, game, hmm. yeah, they're probably going to win the home game. And then, and Mike. only one yeah. bye, so they're going to play. Uh, I was looking at it though. I was looking at it, and they, they would they could potentially be matching up with uh, the Cowboys or the Seahawks. Give me the Lions in both of those. They already Especially lost the Cowboys. Seahawks. I feel like, yeah, but that was a there was an overtime game. It was a at lot home. Of, the band was on the field. It was a bunch of stuff going on. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I just I, I like the Lions and Blake said I'm never trusting the Cowboys. A year. There's a couple teams that are kind of for sure finally reaching the culmination of contention. Because you know who else I was thinking about team. putting in that like AFC NFC thing was the Bears. I'm just kidding. I don't even know what their odds were. I have no uh, idea what odds million, were. Probably, plus a million. <laughs> plus 8,000. Uh, but I was thinking about putting the Bengals in there, but I don't know if Joe's going to get healthy. Nah. So I just couldn't make that. I don't think it would have been as compelling. He's he just, blaming it on his health, man. What did I say to you guys, man? Fade Joe Burrows, man. I'm telling you, that injury. Hey, you were talking about Jamar Chase all year, man. Come on, man. What are you yeah, talking that's your about? Guy. That's your guy, too. What are you talking guys, about? I, I do love the talent, man. But I said fade Joe all year. Yeah, what, what, did, what, did, what did Chase say? What did, what did Chase say after the I'm game? Always I'm open, always man. open. I'm always – he probably is true, man. It probably is true. If he got a quarterback that's healthy, oh, man. Be he's sick. Man. He's sick because he's in a contract year. That's why he's sick and he's pissed off, which I understand. Because oh, yeah. now they're going to leverage this and be like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, you see his buddy Justin Jefferson <laughs> over in the Vikings getting 150 yards eating. a game. Yeah, man. he's eating oh, every game. Mm. And I still think Jefferson. it's crazy that he's eating with Kirk. Like, I love Kirk, but like, Kirk Cousins is getting him those passes. Like, if he just had, if he had like, dance, Trevor, imagine if he was in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. Like, he be, he be putting up Justin Jefferson numbers. But I don't know. Calvin Ridley's there. We can talk about all that. Yeah, he's got to figure it out too. Because I'm trying to trade for him in fantasy. So, yeah, he's got to he's got to get on track. He's starting like a one hit wonder. He's like a one hit wonder. But it's still early fantasy. But uh, we're gonna transition to our week five bets this year. But switching it up with uh, our former it was the former of the three leg parlay, but now introducing the two leg parlay. Leg parlay with our uh, our correspondent Bush. Yeah, a little better odds, you know. <laughs> a little easier. Better odds, actually. I think I think three three time shot predictions is just I, tough, man. Well, see, the thing is, so last year I was looking at my analysis last year, and I went one one game above five hundred. I I played fifteen weeks last year, and I went eight and seven in my three leg parlays last year. It was my bread and butter. Sorry, America, I'm letting you down this year. I just need to be getting <laughs> one week off on every single one. Call it what you want. You know, I was telling the guys before, Devontae Adams, obviously last week it was James Cook, Madison, and Devontae Adams. You know, one of them, James Cook, finally did find the end zone. Like I said, you know, he was due. Uh, Devontae, obviously, having missing that first half kind of set him off uh, to a rocky start. And Madison was getting a lot of work. The Vikings just decided to throw the ball, which doesn't surprise me, even though they were against one of the worst rush defenses in the Carolina Panthers. So, Unfortunate, but as Sean said, we're doing a two-leg segment now, and um, 
this week I'm looking at two guys, uh, different positions. I'm looking at Garrett Wilson and I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. Now, you guys might be thinking, why Garrett Wilson? Uh, you're just riding the Zach Wilson train. Yeah, I am a little bit. But they're playing the Denver Broncos. <laughs> the worst pass defense in the league yeah. this year. Six touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. Not that I'm saying that, you know, Zach Wilson's going to go off for a 35-point fantasy performance, but I just think the amount of target shares that, that Garrett Wilson gets. Uh, Pats are 10, to Sean's point, uh, pre-production potentially. I, I don't know if we were talking about it, but he needs to prove himself a little bit, and he's got a tough matchup this week against Wilson. So I don't think this is an absolute lock. It is very good value right now. I'm seeing about the plus 130, plus 140 range for Garrett Wilson, which, to my point about target share, I think that's pretty strong. I think you could also consider Brees Hall in there as well. Um, he could be another potential. I think he's also kind of a James Cook do situation when it comes to the end zone. Uh, but I am leaning towards Garrett Wilson this week as part of the two leg. The other part, as I mentioned, was Jalen Hurts, man. Um, going up against the Rams, we are kind of putting aside, not that the Rams are a great football team, but their offense has been pretty damn explosive, even without Cooper Cup. The <laughs> Stafford and that offense have been moving the ball. Kyron Williams has been an absolute monster out of nowhere this year. Mm, I don't no think way. a lot of people saw him coming. Nope. Um, and I just think that this obviously helps Hurts. The thing about the Eagles, and Zoo pointed out in our last segment, is that their defense is not to the caliber that it was. On the run stopping, it is still a very tough team to run against. That opens up the passing lanes for Stafford, which means this could be a high red zone usage game on both sides of the ball. And I think, you know, Hurts had three rushing touchdowns this year, two against, uh, I believe, the Vikings, and I think he scored one against the Bucks in week three. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't score last week. Um, but I just think he has so many opportunities at the goal line, and even though they oh, like he gets DeAndre all those goal line carries, man. yeah, they like Tush Swift, push. They like the, 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 rug, the rugby play, the brotherly yeah. shove, dude. That's what they the call brotherly it, shove. brotherly shove. Yeah. So I just think he's plus one hundred right now, and if he's in plus odds to score an anytime touchdown, I like that any day of the week. Um, like I said, he's just such a dual threat quarterback, and the Rams are the third worst rushing defense against quarterbacks they have given up three rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks this year including brock purdy and Mm. let me check the other one i think it was anthony richardson so that bodes well for me i made a comparison last week to richardson kind of being a younger version of hurts at this point i like the jalen hurts garrett wilson combo this week it's around the plus 400 range as of right now subject to change as the as the week goes on okay man okay i don't i can't hate on that man i do love my boy hurts, hurts man. I having a lot of leagues this year. It's not really living up to my expectations right now. I have a little, little slow, rusty start, but yeah. him, him, him on the goal line is just yeah. the, the most obvious play ever. Like he just that play just does not fail. And I saw we saw this we saw this weekend that the I only saw Mac Jones try to pull that play off. Nope, nope, Mm-mm. nope. Like you gotta, be, you gotta be able to be. Jones is on borrowed time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's on borrowed time. He's got to figure it out and quick. Patriots are lucky they signed Zappy to the practice squad when they did. For real. So he was available. Yeah. yeah. So, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Hurts fan. Garrett Wilson gets the Broncos. They have barbecue chicken, man. The Broncos. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Let's hope. It even made Justin Fields look good, man. Him and yeah, TJ exactly. Moore looking at like that one-two punch that I was thinking in the beginning of the year that maybe Fields take that next step. I hope, but I guess it only gets the Denver Broncos you take that next exactly. step. Exactly. I and then you still lose. So, man. Shout out to them, man. But for me this week, man. Got a little redemption last week. Shout out to the Jags against those sorry-ass Falcons. This is what I said, man. Dirty birds. It's a fraudulent team, man. I'm like, a three-point spread, even though it was a 
technically uh, nobody has like a home field advantage. Like the Jags are just better, and the Jags just dominated that game. Not, no sweat at all. It was only minus three. Covered that easily. Those are the best feelings ever. Covering a spread by a lot, man. So shout out to the Jags for getting it done. Trevor Lawrence didn't really even have that good of a game. I thought he had an okay mm-hmm. game. Like he didn't even go too crazy. It's just that the Falcons' offense is just. It's just not good. Don't get me like, started. I like, I started, like, B. John doing his nice-looking jukes. Like, the offense is just not pretty to watch. You guys oh, mentioned yeah. Desmond Riddler. He's he probably bottom <laughs> two quarterback in the NFL up there, probably with, with Zach Wilson and maybe some other guy. Like, he's just not a good NFL starting quarterback. So, right. that was a pretty easy pick for me last week. But this week, man, I'm going to go for a team that is, I would say, the consensus favorite right now. But I see minus four for the 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys, man. Mm. I feel like this is this is this is NBC primetime Sunday night, man. Mm. Great. And game. I feel like the Niners are gonna blast them. I, I think right now it's minus four. I, I see them winning it by 10 points. That's what I see in my mind. Would you buy alternate? Like, yeah, man. I might go alternate, but I'm gonna stick with the spread because the spread's been nice to me this year. I'm going with the 49ers minus four against the Dallas Cowboys at home. This Niners offense, like we talk about the defense, like how great they are. Let's let's focus on the offense right now. Brock Purdy last week, man, played almost a perfect game. Only one incompletion. Pretty much did, yeah. yeah pretty much. One incompletion. Brock Purdy probably had his best game ever as an NFL starting quarterback, going 20 for 21, 95 percentage completion percentage. Had a touchdown, had a nice little cute little rushing touchdown. Had had the had a biblical performance from Christian McCaffrey, man. Four touchdowns, man. The guy is an absolute Phenom, like this guy is like we're watching a generation of no running back like player. Right He's now. averaging thirty points per game in PPR this year. Insane, that's Actually ridiculous. Insane, man. Like the dude, the dude is an RB one and a wide receiver one. He's having that type <laughs> of season. And with a guy like Shanahan that knows how to utilize him, McCaffrey in the red zone. Oh my God, it's the it's the most obvious thing ever. They just don't get stopped in the red zone. No. They just don't pass up for the red zone. And that's the thing with the Cowboys. Even the Cowboys dominated the Patriots. They struggled in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would they know. They cannot score in the red zone. I played against the freaking kicker, and that dude had like a million field goals, man. I Crap. swear to God, man. They yep. just couldn't. Maher, I think. Yeah. Oh, man. That hurt yep. so much. I watched the freaking kicker on the Dallas Cowboys went the hell off. The Kansas Chiefs <laughs> kicker couldn't match up with his firepower. So if you don't score against the red zone against this Niners team, good luck. If it's against Mac Jones, okay, you don't got to worry about them getting points, man. Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, old Zeke Elliott, and they, they ain't getting buckets on offense. But you guess this Niners team that has scored a minimum of 30 points a game. Minimum of 30 a game. Good luck. Brandon Ayuk coming out party. Last year he had his 1,000-plus yard seasons, but I feel like this guy is going to that elite status of wide receiver right now because he has six targets, six catches, 140-plus yep. yards. Absolute incredible performance by Randy and I use. Debo Samuels was used as a decoy because the guy was LL at injury. So Debo Samuels, little, like hopefully he gets a little healthier. But him, Christian McCaffrey, and obviously George Kittle not doing much this year as a, as a pass catcher, man. But as a blocker, he still does that job. That run attack is absolutely beautiful. So I have this team. This team probably is, the, I think, is the best team in football right now. Easily. Yeah, best team in football right now. And the best team. Minus four only against the Dallas Cowboys, a team that they do great at beating up a bad teams. But they are, oh, they are they great. They the job. They're a great front run. But coming back playing against good teams, good luck, man, against this Niners team. Because this this is a team 
that I believe should have made the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy didn't get injured against the the Eagles last year. So this team is ready to go. They're fully healthy and minus four, baby. I'm locking it in right now, man. Minus I like four. That. Minus. I like that. that that's also a all-time uniform matchup. Classic mm. uniform. Oh, oh, yeah, the red, the red and gold. I almost wish the blue, Dallas, blue, which they blue. never do, but I love, even though I'm not a Cowboys fan, I love the navy blue when they would have navy yeah, the blue. That'd be awesome navy. if they wore that. Yeah, if they wore a deep navy the and silver helmet had their red mm. uniforms. That's a nice Ooh, jersey. That would that would be classic. Um, like I said last week, I threw out a money line odd, and uh, the Bears almost let me hit because <laughs> I was like <laughs> just thinking of the thinking of the averages. And I was thinking, to myself, I was like, well, maybe because it almost hit. Let me just if I find a money money line odd like odds that I kind of feel like are decent enough, and I'm going to throw it out there. I'll do it every once in a while in the week. But this week, I just thought about this, and, you know, speaking to Zoo last week, he had the Jags versus the Falcons and the Jags covered for him. I kind of like the Jags this week against the Bills on the money line just because they stayed in London <laughs> wait, for the wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. I hear that right? Money line? Yes. It's plus 198. Wow. <laughs> and this is only because I think Jacksonville has been there the entire week and the Bills – even though they would never admit it, I do think they got up for that Miami game because it was like, oh, oh yeah. you guys think you're the best team in this division? Let me show you how we do this in Buffalo, and we're going to stomp you out. So I do think there's going to be a natural coming down, and mm. if you factor that with the Jags being there already. They're already comfortable in London. They've been there. That's true. I think the line is like plus or minus four bills. I think the Jags yeah, could sneak that. I think they could sneak that. Trevor in the offense didn't look great. That's the only thing that's kind of like, ah, this is a tough bet because I still don't understand why he doesn't have any rhythm with rhythm with Calvin Ridley. And Christian Kirk is starting to have a resurgence, which yeah. is like, what the hell is going on? But Sean, that's annoying. To your point, though, we saw what A-Chain did to them last week. Travis Etienne could have a huge week against the Bills. Yeah, he could have a I'm expecting game. them to have a big week against the Bills. And if they can dominate the play clock, or sorry, just the mm. game clock, and just, that, that will just put them not – in favor 100% because they aren't the mm. better team, but it will only yeah. swing in their favor if they can dominate the time of possession. Plus 198, like, Trevor I like Lawrence. That is a long uh, shot. I kind of like long, it. Nice long shot. Long shot. It's a long shot odds. Like I said, I took yeah. one. The only reason why I'm feeling myself is because in my head, I think the Bears won me last week, even though they lost. No, like, I just think because that was such a long shot odds and then they almost pulled it off. I'm like, oh, let me see if I can play with a no, little you're fire. I'm not allowed to bet on Bears games anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Listen, I'm never touching the Bears again unless it's like a Justin Fields rushing total or something. I'm never touching it again. But uh, I, I like that Jacksonville was there for the whole week. They're already comfortable there. The Bills, they're feeling themselves. They're probably looking at Jacksonville like, oh, let's go ahead and take care of Trevor Lawrence and them this week. I think Trevor and them are going to come out because now I want to say they're two and two. So they're kind of. You know, I, we just talked about the AFC and the perennial teams, and I think a lot of people are forgetting about Jacksonville, and it's just because their offense hasn't looked as good, and they kind of been playing around with the, you know, I, I don't think they played as well against the Texans, but and the Colts for that matter. But to me, it's like, hey, they're they're probably looking at everybody like, do you guys do remember we played a pretty good game against Patrick Mahomes? Bart, he was hurt, but it's like we played decent against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, so I think they have a little confidence, and they're going to try to maybe. Make a little bit of a statement against the Bills, but uh, that's a long shot odd. So don't place your life savings on that one. That's just something to be like. If you got a little extra, a little extra cash, just go ahead and throw a little bit on that. Disposable income, you know. Yeah, disposable <laughs> income. You got a little bit disposable income. Go ahead and play, place a little money on that. But uh, that's definitely the pod for today. Uh, went a little bit longer, but we had to go 
uh, extra because of the NBA and uh, which is going to be starting real soon. I think around oh, yeah. 18 to 19. 10 days, man. I think it's like 10 days yeah. for preseason. Mm-hmm. So it's for sure. Uh, so everybody's tuning into that. Make sure you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Um, been doing some reading. Google Podcasts, I think they're going away. I'm not sure. I don't know if they have a certain date on that. So if you guys are listening on Google Podcasts, make sure you try to get an Apple Pod- Podcast uh, subscription and a Spotify podcast subscription. If not, we're always on YouTube, Quantro No, so you can watch this. And for me, Zoo, and P. Bush, we are out.